0: pdpw on demand here's bill baker thank you for joining us again this week on the pdpw weekly podcast where this week it's all about hanging with friends even if we have to keep our distance here's tom Thibodeau with his thoughts on friendship well it's always a pleasure bill talking with you Um, this is our our 13th recording and over this time we we've become friends How important it is to have good friends in our lives. Across the country, so many people feeling lonely and separated, so many people they have no one to talk to. I heard of a church where a woman asked the pastor for a list of the name of the parishioners who are over the age of 60, and she's made a commitment to calling each person over the age of 60 in that church twice a week, just so they have someone to talk to. A friendly voice. Years ago, my wife and I worked in a residential treatment center for emotionally disturbed adolescents. Oftentimes, these were young girls who had come out of the foster care system and were having a difficult time adjusting. They couldn't put them with another family. And we had one little girl who had been adopted twice. Uh, The first adopted family, six months after the adoption, the father developed cancer and the mother said, I cannot take care of a new child and my husband. And then the second... Adopted family, the parents got a divorce and parent took all the natural-born children and nobody wanted this little adopted girl because they had not developed a relationship. So here she is, 12 years of age, in a residential treatment center, having been rejected twice by families. And she came back one day from Girl Scout day camp. And she said, I learned a new song that I'd like to sing with you. We sat down in a circle. Here are all these girls, oftentimes hardened, been through all kinds of trials and tribulations themselves, and this little 12-year-old smiled and sang this beautiful song, Friends, I will remember you, think of you, pray for you, and when another day is through, I'll still be friends with you. This little girl had no family, but what she had discovered at this treatment center was a group of sisters, a group of friends who continued to support her as she moved into adolescence. And we were able to see two years later where our farm family, not far in our area, adopted this young girl, gave her unconditional love. Years later, I'm working at the university and a young woman comes into my room and says, Tom, do you remember me? And I looked up and I saw this little girl who is now a beautiful young woman. And I said, Dawn, how could I ever forget you? I'll never forget the day in which you sang the friend song to all of us. Friends. Over a lifetime, each of us has about 150 friends or acquaintances. Out of 150, this is pretty much true and has been for the last century, we have about 50 good friends. But we have about five intimate friends, three, four, five very good friends, people who are there with us. Through thick and thin. Facebook has kind of convinced some people you can have 526 friends. It's just absolute nonsense. You can't have 526 friends. If you have four or five good friends, you are fortunate. A couple of sociologists, anthropologists a couple years ago have written a marvelous book called Connections, and they got their hands on the Framingham, Massachusetts heart surveys. In 1949, somebody had the idea that how does your personal relationships affect your heart health? And they began then to record the people of Framingham, Massachusetts, every five years, everybody get a survey in that small town and asking about the relationships in their families, the relationship with their family, the relationship with their church, the relationship with their co-workers, with their friends in the community. And what they found out after fifty years is that those who have healthy Personal relationships, friendships, have much less heart disease. Friends are heart healthy. If you have five good friends, you are 40% less likely of having a serious heart attack. That's why one of my mantras today is, better beer and chips with my buddy than broccoli alone. How many of us have known how terrible it is when you're on the road to sit at a restaurant and have a meal by yourself? And isn't it interesting? You can be in a fast food place, you can be in a place that has bad coffee, but when you're with a good friend, it's like a gourmet meal. Friends are the substance of our lives. Tom Rath, who's a researcher for Gallup organization, in the early 1990s was sent out into the community to find out what were the causes of homelessness. Gallup was getting involved with a community study on homelessness. And, of course, it wasn't very difficult to find out how is it that people become homeless. But ask the other question. How do you get out of homelessness? How do you get out once you've been stuck in poverty, living at the, at the bottom of the economic chain, oppressed by a system where you don't have a, an address, difficult to apply for any kind of benefits, or certainly a place to work if they can't contact you by phone in the 1990s and before cell phones? And what he found out was this. The one thing that he was able to find that helped people out of homelessness, if somebody who did not have a place to live had a good friend, a good friend who took them in, who supported them, who helped them complete a GED, who helped them put together a resume, who helped them save money and find a place to live. And I have seen this over and over again. We continue to have programs, economic support programs, but what gets people out of homelessness are the most despairing situations in our lives, if you have a good friend. And then he began to recognize the power of friendship in all of our lives and has a marvelous book called Vital Friends. What do you have, what Because of that, Gallup organization, when they talk about job engagement, who are the people that are most engaged in your workplace, they ask one simple question. Do you have a good friend at work? and those people who have a good friend at work are fifty percent more engaged. If you have three good friends at work, you report that your life is very satisfied. Why? We spend sixty-six percent of our adult lives at work. And if I have three good friends at work, three people who are interested in my health and well-being, of course my engagement is going to be better. If I have a good friend at work, I'm fifty percent less likely of having a serious accident. So what happens is that a friend in the workplace increases our level in terms of safety. Why? A good friend's got your back. If I have a good friend at work, I report that I'm being affirmed, that i have been recognized for the work that I do, because that's what friends do. Then he, when he began to look in terms of friendship and marriage. It's the most important characteristic in all of our marriages. Friendship builds up the immune system. In two different studies, when people were brought into the emergency room, they were given a short quiz about the level of friendship in their marriage, and those people whose partner was with a strong friend recovered a 25% faster rate than those people at high levels of tension in their marriage. Why? Friendship builds up our immune system. Friendship is healthy for us. We were created for friendship. I have a friend of mine, Dr. Michael Brandt, who's a psychologist in the VA system, probably one of the finest psychologists in the country. At age 46, Dr. Brandt came home and announced to his family that he was joining the Army. At 46, he had signed up and was being sent off to boot camp. His reason? He had been counseling people coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan and did not fully understand the circumstances that were causing them such pain and distress. He wanted to be much more compassionate and understanding, to understand what they were going through. So he put himself in that same situation. He goes to boot camp, he's sent off to a, a mountain village in Afghanistan where he's stationed with about 10 to 14 soldiers who didn't want him there. Soldiers again, the mindset is that if I have to ask for help, I'm weak, did not want a psychologist embedded in their work. They called him Voodoo Doctor. He had to win them over, he had to build their confidence, he had to become friends with these men. And then what he said I'm focusing on here is this, your health and well-being when you go back. And so he assigned each of the older soldiers, and by older we're meaning soldiers who are 26 and 28, maybe on a second or a third deployment, to take under their wing a young man, 18 or 19, as their as their friend. And what was really extraordinary is this, after the deployment that his group had 80% less PTSD than other groups who are on comparable missions. And they began to talk about what had taken place. And each of the younger men, 18 or 19, who many of them had come from rural backgrounds of the inner city, said, I have never had an older man take a sincere interest in my life. Instead of talking about the war, the dangers of battle and mission, what they talked about were being a good father. They talked about being a good spouse, about being a good friend, about developing relationships once they got back home with their community. Oftentimes they'd feel isolated and alone, and the Army gave them a place to belong. But these younger men were most moved by the fact that they had an older man who was willing to befriend them. How important is for our health and our well-being that we have a good friend who that we can turn to? They befriend us no matter what. All we have to do is just be ourselves. Going back old school, Cicero, the great Roman philosopher, wrote an essay called De Amicitia, which is about friendship. And what he listed there is something that's been true for human beings ever since these last two millennia, that there are three characteristics of friends. One, friends are pleasant to be with. Friends are people that we enjoy being with. Friends are people that we just waste time with. You sit down with a friend and you have dinner, and then you have a glass of wine, and then maybe a second glass of wine, and all of a sudden you look at your clock and say, my goodness gracious, it's 11 o'clock. Where does the time go? Friends are people that we waste time with. We just enjoy being in their company. Acquaintances that we don't particularly like, they come over and we say, yep, we usually go to bed about 8. We cut it short. Acquaintances we have to entertain. Friends we just enjoy being with. The stay-at-home right now is very difficult for teenagers. Why? For teenagers, part of the socialization process is just to hang out. So every parent who was at a teenager said, where are you going tonight? And they said, well, I'm going to go with my friends. What are you going to do? Nothing. We're just going to hang out. And parents pushed the question, but no, what are, you, what are you going to do? No, we're just going to hang out. They got it right. They just want to hang out, spend time, waste time with their friends, because friends are people that we enjoy being with. Second, friends are people that we join with for the common good. It's interesting, oftentimes we become friends after we're working on a project with each other. Look at all of our service organizations across the country who come together, and after a time they came together as strangers and they left as friends. Look back into the Amish community, a community that comes together. Not everybody's related, but what do they do? They build barns together. They celebrate together. They join with people that they haven't known before, and they all contribute to the common good. Well, this is what we do in our communities, is that strangers come together, they work together, and over time, they become friends. They might not always socialize after that, but they'll never forget the experience of belonging. One of the things we understand about human health today is this, the number one thing that will improve your health immediately is to stop smoking. Next, most important thing, is to join and participate in two positive groups. Now, right now, people are finding a way in which to do that online, but how important it is in our community to be part of a group where I belong, where I can work with others for a greater good. And finally, friendship is benevolent, which comes from two Latin words, bene volens. Bene means well, volens means to wish. Benevolent friends wish each other the best. We want what's good for one another. We recognize that their good is so important to their health, and they feel it. What's interesting is that when we're suffering, we'll find all kinds of people who will empathize with us. But a true friend is so happy when you succeed. A true friend wants you to have an opportunity for recognition and affirmation. Isn't this what good parents do? They're not thinking about what's in them for themselves. They're thinking about the people that they wish well. Isn't it extraordinary? We see in our own time doctors and nurses lining hallways and cheering people who got off a ventilator, are going home, have a second chance of life. It's benevolence. They're wishing each other well. Jack Benny and George Burns, two of the old-time comedians, were great friends for many years. And Jack Benny was asked about it, and he said this, George has never walked out when I sang a song, and I never walked out when he told the joke. Friends don't walk out on each other. Friends walk with each other. To conclude, I thought I'd share a a story of of a tremendous song, and it's a song that everybody who's listening now has heard. Uh, You've Got a Friend, written by Carol King but sung by James Taylor. Uh, Carol wrote that song over 50 years ago, and James Taylor, in a live recording at the Troubadour, a place that they played at oftentimes in the 70s, said, I heard that song. I thought it might have been the best pop song I had ever heard in my life. He said, little did I know that I'd be playing that song every night for the next 50 years because it is so powerful. You've got a friend. The lyrics are, When you're down and troubled and need a helping hand, close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be there. Just call out my name and you know wherever I am, I'm coming running to see you again. Winter, spring, summer, fall, all you got to do is call and I'll be there, yes I will. You've got a friend. Who is somebody that you need to call today? Who's a friend that you've lost touch with? Who's a friend that could really benefit from a, a cheerful phone call, a laugh, a letter, an email? Who are the people that we need to reach out who might be walking through dark times, but they don't have to walk alone be because all there, of us yeah, yeah, need a good friend? You've got a friend? Thank you, my friends. listening so carefully to what we've been talking about here this morning. Our thanks to Tom Thibodeau, Associate Professor and Distinguished Professor of Servant Leadership at Viterbo University, and also our friend here on these PDPW podcasts. If you'd like to go back and listen to archive programs, simply head to pdpw.org. And again, thank you for your continued support of these PDPW weekly podcasts. We hope that you have a safe and productive week.